A reading from the book of Luke, chapter 23, verses 33 through 43. When they came to the place that's called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right, one on his left. And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. The people stood by watching, but the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he's the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you're under the same sentence of condemnation? We indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. The word of the Lord. So Miles did such a wonderful job last week wrapping up our series on Daniel. Uh, I couldn't, I mean, the work was done. Uh, we had sketched for this week like a series wrap up. We've been in Daniel this whole fall. And I mean, Daniel may seem like an interesting choice. I think all of us maybe on the front end thought it was an interesting choice. And I think a lot of us have been, at least the feedback from last week, like, pleasantly surprised at how wonderful the and and timely the conversations out of Daniel um, have been. So Miles did such a good job wrapping up that conversation last week that I'm going to do something different. Uh, I'm going to wrap up this liturgical year. Take that, Miles. That's how threes compete. Okay, Miles, you want to finish up Daniel? All right, how about I finish up the whole year? Okay. <laughs> well, you can make your exit now. <laughs> uh, I have never, I don't think I, I, yeah, I think it's safe to say I have never preached this week out of the Christian calendar. Um, and this week is a special week in the Christian calendar. I think most of the time we like get to the end of like a fall conversation series and we have a wrap up, you know, like we, or we have the final uh, installment before we enter into Advent, which starts next Sunday. Uh, but there is this thing in the Christian calendar. This Sunday is known as the reign of Christ Sunday. It is the last Sunday of ordinary time or the time after Pentecost it, or the, it is the, the 24th Sunday after Pentecost. So six months of Sundays that started at the beginning of June, you might recall, we did that joint gathering with New Heritage in Richardson. Um, and we talked that, you know, the Pentecost text is Acts 2 that talked about this marvelous joining, the Holy Spirit descending, and all of these people from different nations and tribes and tongues gathering. Um, so that was a thing that we did. Uh, Reign of Christ Sunday is, I guess, the crescendo of ordinary time. It's it's reorientation to like what what the whole calendar 
and the whole season um, has been about um, the the person and the story of Jesus. Uh, the the thing that we kicked off last Advent um, through this current moment. Uh, Jesus is the shepherd of Jeremiah that we read about. He is the one crucified in the Luke text we read this morning. So uh, I learned something new. This is Reign of Christ Sunday. Um, and we began it with Pentecost. You know, we, we moved into uh, to Justice Month. Well, we have our justice collection in June. I was kind of reflecting back through, um, you know, our support of refugees and City Square. Rachel Triska came and talked to us, and she said, justice, in one word for me, or at least uh, my reading of Jesus, would be the word neighbor. That's how she defined justice when she talked to us. Uh, and And this fall, with the funds from that offering that we took, um, we've helped um, keep a neighbor off the streets in transitional housing. We have, we've helped a, a young adult woman who was disowned from her family from, um, to help keep her on her feet. We have, um, uh, we have aided, uh, uh, an incarcerated neighbor this year with funds from our, uh, our justice offering and justice work that we did. Um, so here we are, uh, kind of reflecting through the fall, thinking about Pentecost and the justice work that we did. And here we have the reign of Christ, the the shepherd who brings justice in the Jeremiah text, um, the Christ who brings justice through crucifixion. Uh, What a great bookend to the beginning of ordinary time. Um, This Sunday is the crescendo uh, on some levels of the entire liturgical year. Um, and yet, you know, it, we're thinking about Christ reigning. Um, Christ doesn't reign like the Caesars reign. Christ doesn't reign like Nebuchadnezzar in the Daniel story or Antiochus Epiphanes that we learned about in the Daniel story. Christ is the shepherd in Jeremiah who cares for the flock and establishes justice and righteousness. Christ identifies with the criminals on the cross. Uh, he's unjustly executed and yet proclaims forgiveness and liberation over sin and death. Uh, Christ is a humble God. Uh, the, the manifestation of a humble God who enters into our mess and identifies with us. Uh, this summer, I taught a course on justice and reconciliation for, uh, for Lipscomb University. We had like a traveling course here in Dallas with a handful of ministers, and we met with a dozen or 15 different practitioners working for justice, participating in justice work in different um, areas of the city. And as as most adjuncts do, I inherited the syllabus for uh, the class that I taught. I happily inherited the syllabus. Uh, one less thing to like plan for or figure out. And so one of my I'm a nerd enough that I was like, ooh, I'm going to get to read all this stuff too. This will be great. And so I did. I read alongside of my students all the stuff in this syllabus, about a thousand pages of stuff I had, I hadn't read before. Um, and one of uh, the sources uh, was actually written by the, the Nashville professor of the Nashville version of this course. Uh, her name is Lindsay Krinks. And she's an advocate for unhoused neighbors in, uh, in Nashville, an advocate for 
for housing justice, and she conceives of justice as solidarity and accompaniment with our neighbors. Uh, uh, and the way that she conceives of justice is not it's different than charity. It, it is different than just helping meet folks' needs. It is a matter that need to change so that charity is no longer required. Uh, but her idea that that justice emerges from solidarity, it emerges from relationship, from connection with our neighbors. As we come alongside of them and share life with our neighbors, we see the issues that confront us both. And it is out of that solidarity and relationship and accompaniment that we get imagination for what does it look like for us to to work for justice. And I love that because um, it uh, it jives. It gives language for, I think, what we've intuited and done in, in our history together as a community in Storyline. Um, uh, for two months, I've had this letter in my um, in my little satchel bag. Uh, it's a letter I got last summer from Lowell Rhodes. Y'all remember Lowell? Uh, uh, we met Lowell in the early days of Storyline, and I uh, he is incarcerated in Arizona right now. And um, I've had him on my mind for the last two months, I think because I was, uh, I was showing up for an event with Faith in Texas at the county jail. uh, And they're, they're working on decarceration efforts at the county jail. Uh, The conditions at the county jail are terrible. It's overcrowded. Um, It is, uh, um, it's a money boon there. You know, it, it is. Um, it's dehumanizing to the inmates that are there. So I'm showing up as a part of this um, justice work for this nonprofit faith in Texas. And one of the organizers asks me, uh, essentially, hey, white dude, uh, who's middle class and who doesn't seem to like really naturally be connected to in, or directly impacted by the issues that this jail represents. What are you doing here? Um, why, why? Why does this interest you? And that question caught my attention. And I, as I thought about it, I thought, you know, um, the reason that I've been inside of this jail is because of my friendship with Lowell. Um, the reason that I, I have some like sense of what it's like or the challenges beyond just being outside of this massive brick building, uh, the reason I know about the carceral system is because of my friendship and care and concern for Lowell, which made me think, you know, it's been a while since I have been in touch with Lowell. I went and found his letter and I I put it in my bag in hopes that it would like remind me to like write him a letter and correspond again. The last time we corresponded last, uh, last summer, I had written him an update about how the kids were doing. And he wrote back and said, um, I think about you and storyline all the time. And, you know, those, uh, you all are dear to me. Um, he couldn't write the letter himself because his hand is shakes and is arthritic enough that his, his celly, as he called him, had to, um, write the letter for him. 
but he signed the um the is it a salutation what comes at the end he signed the salutation um with his own handwriting which i recognize um so it, anyway as i've carried this letter um even the last few weeks i've been wondering huh you know sometimes we do neighbor prayers maybe sometime in our worship gathering we could write letters um to lowell and i'll be honest and say i had that idea in my head before we got to this week where i was like could we do that would it fit because us preachers do that we're like ooh, would this be too out of left field to like write letters to lowell how would i justify this how would it not seem completely random so essentially the last 10 minutes have been an exercise of me saying why it would be a good idea to invite you all into this spiritual this shared practice together of solidarity solidarity with uh someone that um uh i that i love and care about very much but who also i mean this is not a an exercise in nostalgia i mean there is some nostalgia for me i'm going to show you a video in a second that is all kinds of nostalgic for me uh but it just dawned on me this fall like lowell continues to be a part of our community he's just not a super visible part uh in fact the justice fund that we raise money for um for the last four years part of those funds um have gone to have pitched in to lowell's commissary fund so that he can buy deodorant and toothpaste and his, you know basic necessities so like he he's still uh a part of us uh, and so I thought it might be nice, you know, in this holiday season, Thanksgiving and Christmas for him to know and to be reminded that he he has got a community of people who remember him, who care about him, um, who are interested in him and who uh, writing letters to him would be like a um, an act of solidarity, the kind of which is at the root of work for justice. Uh, I want to show this this video because it. um it's it's a it's a good video. I think somebody in our community made it. Hypothetically, um, Ryan, can you get it to come up? I wanted to ask Lowell just to share a little bit about um, why we're here today and what's brought him to this decision. Uh, so tell us a little bit about why you've decided to be baptized today. Right. The reason I decided to be baptized today is uh, because um, I was baptized when I was real young and uh, I didn't really know what it was about. And um, the reason I want to be baptized is because uh, Jesus Christ was baptized and um, I count Jesus Christ as my example. So I want to try to do as much as I can to Sure. the things that he did also um, I want to um, show that I've turned away from my old life because of what Christ has done for me well as a part of that one of the things we do uh, as storyline is we have uh, someone who's decided to be baptized bring something that's symbolic of their old life of their previous mm-hmm. life and to intentionally uh, throw that away as a part of the ceremony today so, Lowell, what have you brought today that represents your former life? Uh, I bought a copy of the Merck Index, which is a chemical encyclopedia. When I was young, I got 
um, interested in drugs and always felt like if I could learn to manufacture drugs, I could um, get rich and manipulate the people around me and have a lot of power. It, I thought it was saying, if I could do that, it would be the answer to um, everything I'd ever want in life. Uh, it turned out to be quite a disaster, and um, I'm just I'm sorry for what I did. You know. Sure. Well, God certainly forgives you. Oh. I know that. <laughs> yes, we know that. And uh, that's a great, it's a great symbol. And I'm glad that, glad that you've uh, made this decision today. And we're all here because uh, we celebrate that with you. We love you very much. And we're we're going to stand with you in this decision and uh, enjoy sharing your new life with you. Okay. Well, now I'm going to ask you, Lowell. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Yes. Do you believe that he died on the cross, and that he was buried, and that he was raised again? Yes. Do you want him to be the Lord of your life? Yes. was so cold that day it was like it was i think it was in february but the the water was frigid i didn't envy either uh ryan or lowell having to get in that water um as i as i watched that video it reminds me of house church conversations we had when we were talking about trusting in god um to provide for us and like hearing lowell um say you know i I don't really have another option uh my next meal, where I'm going to sleep, like it's day to day for me. So I, the Lord is kind of all I've got. And just realizing, um, uh, Lowell is teaching us about God. Uh, we're, we're, we're learning a life of faith from Lowell, uh, probably more than the other way around. Um, so, uh, I, I'm reminded today, you know, this is, this is Reign of Christ Sunday, um, where we uh, remember that Christ reigns in justice and that Christ reigns through his solidarity with the poor, with the outcast, and with the prisoner. Christ himself was imprisoned and caged. Christ was a criminal. Christ is in solidarity with all who are in prison, with all who are criminals, regardless of guilt or fault. That's part of the beauty of that Luke story is that there's there's forgiveness even in the midst of their experience there on those Roman crosses. Um, so I want to invite you to a shared practice, uh, a practice of solidarity. Uh, I've got I've got paper and pens and envelopes and stamps, and I think this is safe to do. We won't show it on the the like public replay, but for the folks that are in Zoom who want to participate, we're going to put the address up here. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, we'll put the address address up here so you can put it on the front of your envelope. You can even put your return address if you want. 
uh, Lowell may write you back. Um, if you do know Lowell, uh, you know, say hi, give him up, give him, give him an update on what's going on in your life. Um, if you don't know Lowell, introduce yourself, tell him about who you are, and um, blame what you're doing on Charles, you know, or whatever. Uh, introduce yourself, and all of you, um, you know, consider what what can you write to Lowell as an encouragement or a blessing, uh, so that he'll feel seen and loved, um, and like. Folks, remember him. Uh, cool, cool, cool. All right, so uh, all are welcome. None are required, per usual. Uh, but, you know, if, if you want to go at it, uh, come on up and get a piece of paper no, what? and an envelope.